0: Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 this evening. Now let me
1: me lay some foundation here. Last time I had the opportunity to share with you, I talked about living for eternity. And that sounds great, but the real question should be, well, how do I do that? What do I do? That's what I want to address tonight. It's amazing because when I think about the last... The last 30 years, 31 years now for me, being born again and and serving God, walking with God. We emphasize so much that us being blessed, us being transformed, us being empowered. I, I could probably count on my hand how many times I've even heard a sermon out of the Sermon on the Mount. And yet, I want you to think about this for a minute. When Jesus Looked at humanity for thousands of years to realize one day he knew I'm gonna be with them face to face. Now, I don't know about you. I've been excited about the opportunity to share sometimes where I know in advance, even like this trip to India. Man, I've already got more messages, you know, ready to go. It's like, come on, India can't come fast enough at this point. I'm looking forward to that opportunity. Let me ask you something. Do you think Jesus was looking forward to the opportunity to finally speak to mankind face to face? The Creator, the Sustainer of the universe gets His first shot at the human race. Right here in Matthew chapter 5. And it's amazing because we're going to emphasize so much in the rest of the Gospels, not realizing this is what he emphasized first. You don't get to the Great Commission until you've been to Matthew 5. You don't get to go in my name and cast out devils until you've first been to Matthew 5. There's no, what am I going to do? Send you out into the world to be the light of the world when we haven't yet got some things established in our hearts as the absolute foundation of real Christianity. And I just want to say this, you know, what I'm going to preach on tonight, no man is worthy to preach on. Jesus alone has the right to say what I'm about to say. Problem is, you're stuck with me. He's there. I'm here at this time in the season of my life. And welcome to what, you know, church and preaching 101 is all about. I'm about to take the most radical text ever preached. And attempt to do it justice. Are you ready?
0: Is
1: anybody in the right place? Did you come hungry? God, speak to us tonight. Make this Word come alive. In every heart, in every mind, in every soul, in every life. Jesus! Give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation. We want to know You. Not just about You. We want to know You, Lord. God, I ask that You would come and do what I can't tonight. And make this Word come alive the way You've made it come alive to me. Father, we look to You tonight. Make this more than another sermon. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Now look, I don't ever ask this, but I'm going to ask it to you tonight because this is too important. Take a note or two. Do not let this go just by this. Or you're going to miss something only to come back a decade from now and say, wait a minute. I heard that before. Go ahead and grab it now. Meditate on it now. Take what's taken me decades to understand and shave that time off of your discipleship. If you let it happen, it will happen. Now, Matthew 5, again, I want you just just to take a minute. I'm going to read this a couple of times so we can get this into our hearts and spirits. Matthew 5.1, when he saw the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Just saying, you know in the old days that we were just joking about it, they didn't have microphones. Two best places you could possibly be to preach are where you're out on water on a boat and there's a crowd there. You know, water is unbelievable. It'll, it'll, it won't amplify so much as just completely carry everything that you say. Jesus taught that way. The Sermon on the Mount is interesting. We have no clue what mountain this is, how, how high it is. But again, it's the same kind of thing. If I want to speak to a crowd, the best way to do it is to speak down. That doesn't mean talk down to somebody, but you know what I'm saying. Where your voice is actually running downhill. I have a feeling Jesus understands sound and understands how to take advantage of the opportunity. This is what He does. He goes up on a mountain and He has this massive crowd there. They've heard about what He did in Cana. They've heard about what's happening with these, uh, if you will, little religious wars between Jesus and the established religious group And the people are hungry, man. There's some people there, I promise you, that have walked all day to hear this sermon. And they're hungry to hear something for God. You've got every kind of person in the crowd. Somebody is there to try to catch him in saying something's wrong. Sent by the Pharisees or sent by the Sanhedrin, sent by the scribes or the whoever, the Essenes, to try to figure out who this guy is. My point is you've got every motivation possibly in this crowd. Somebody's there, if this has ever happened to you. You ever just see a crowd of people and join in to try to figure out what's going on? I promise you that person's there on this day as well. You've got everything from somebody that's walked all day to hear something that would give them hope, give them faith, give them life to somebody that just got caught up in the moment and is sitting there. And Jesus begins to open His mouth. And He begins to teach. And listen to what He says. Now I don't know if you have the benefit of a modern translation. Every one of these verses, Matthew is recording this. And in his mind, and the way he records it, every one is a paragraph. You ought to read your Bible in paragraphs and you won't get in the habit of pulling things out of context. That's when we get into a lot of trouble. Listen to the first one. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is how he starts. Could you imagine God in the flesh in the very first teaching words out of his mouth? Here they are, blessed are the poor in spirit. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Can I say to you, this is the foundation of all Christianity. The realization that without God, I am a spiritual pauper. And even worse, though I am now a righteous Jew, because by and large, that's who he's speaking to. Men and women that have had the Torah, that have had the writings, that have had the Psalms, that have been in the synagogues their entire life, what does He say to them? Blessed are you that are spiritually poverty stricken. That recognize compared to God and compared to the great men and women of old, we are nothing. Now does that to start a sermon? No, preacher, don't you understand? We're supposed to teach them how to confess that they're rich and blessed and increased with goods. And I can't say that you're poor, blind, miserable, and naked without Almighty God. And until our character is so transformed... See, this is interesting. We love the quote, we're partakers of the divine nature. Not unless you'll follow what you're about to read what you're going to be as a believer in Jesus, and most likely your nature, the very essence of who you are, will never be changed until it starts with this first step. Poverty of spirit. To recognize I need God so much. Can I say to you after 30 years, I need Him more today in my real realization in my mind and heart, than I did 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I was lost and a mess, and who even, I didn't want to get into it. I didn't even know who I was then, so the whole thing was crazy. I need any more right now mm-hmm. than I did then. Because right now, I guess it's just the way life is, I realize it matters more. The choices that I make. The life that I live. What I do in this next six months and in the next year and the next two years is going to literally be the most important decisions I've ever made. To be poor in spirit. You know, it's amazing. When when you read the Scripture and you think about, again, some of the truly great people that God called. I, I think of Gideon. Hail! Mighty man of valor.
0: Amen.
1: What does what Gideon do? He's looking around trying to figure out who the angel's talking to, because he ain't talking to me. What does he say? Listen, this, this is amazing. My tribe is the most insignificant tribe in Israel. And in a sense, boy, did you blow it. I'm from the smallest house in the smallest tribe. I wonder why God chose him. David, listen, this isn't David at the beginning, this is David at the end. Who am I that you would choose me, that my lineage, my family, my father's house, and my my son,
2: yeah, I need to get something. I'm going through puberty again. And I've got to be really careful about my voice. you got to get this. Who am I that you would choose me? Yes. You use me yes. to build this thing. Hallelujah. You know, it's amazing. If we would let God be the one that actually does the work in us and not worry about us doing something, yes. being something, having some title or some position, being in a position where you know people need to respect us, are you are you kidding me? Of poor in spirit, that's where it all starts. And we say this to you: it's a poor in spirit that so changes your heart. Yes. Jesus. Read the next one. Jesus, Jesus. Blessed are what? They're born. Born. They're
0: Who's, they're born. Born. Who's mourning?
2: Who's the one mourning? Let me translate this into English. <clears throat> Happy are you when you cry. Wow. Happier are you if you're crying. It sounds almost like a Chinese proverb. That's as insane as it gets. Hmm. Happy are you when you're crying. No, if you've really seen your spiritual poverty, it's going to begin to work on you. Yeah. And you're going to start mourning your condition. In, in America, we have... We have a double failure. We we fail to really repent because we failed to recognize our spiritual poverty and mourn over it. And then we have a failure to experience the joy of God because we've never mourned. Until you've mourned over your heart and your life and the real condition that you're in, you'll never experience freedom. You'll never experience the victory (coughs) <coughs> it comes from supernatural deliverance. Amen. That's 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 beyond whew, the churches I've been part of. We want more power. You know it's amazing. I'm gonna read you a prophecy. We have the Azusa Street Break. I love it. <laughs> Let me read you the Azusa Street Prophecy about the end times church. Listen to this. This is what they prophesied. In the last days, the church will praise a God they don't pray to. In the last days, they're going to emphasize gifts over the lordship of Jesus. And in the last days, they're going to emphasize power over righteousness. We want power. Dustin, I see you up here. Do you want to get free forever? Can I look you in the eye and say, I know how to get free forever. Get poor in spirit. Let it so work in your heart that you mourn over who you really are. What's happening is the Holy Ghost is trying to transform your life. Trying to transform your heart. for God to do something supernatural.
0: No. <clears throat> Less for those that mourn. Luke actually adds,
2: woe to you that laugh now. At the beginning of trying to disciple these men, he understands if it's about them becoming great men of power, He's going to lose them all. I look at the great healing evangelists. You now the healing men of God. God's man of faith and power for the hour. They all fell.
0: They became reprobates. Where God had to take some of them out
2: young. God himself took some of them out young. Because they the anointing that God had placed in their lives. No warning over who and what they really are. You know, we we excuse it. Well, you know, God understands. God understands so much that he says, blessed are those that will mourn. Blessed are those that will <coughs> understand their spiritual need and their poverty before God. It's amazing we're trying to reach out. Who's going to come and visit? The poor, the hurting, the needy. Go go, try to fill that bus up with the people over at River Oaks. Good luck. They don't need God. They don't want God. Who wants to really change? Who wants to become like Jesus? It starts with spiritual poverty. When you're mourning your spiritual poverty, (coughs) it'll cause meekness and humility in your heart. What's the next verse say? Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. I I wonder, is this just random thoughts? Or is this the most well thought out sermon? ever preached in the history of mankind. One leads to the other supernaturally. Spiritually poor, I mourn over my condition. It so affects my heart that I become meek and humble and lowly. Can you think of the only description Jesus gave of his character in the entire Bible? None, and none of me. I am meek and lowly of heart. Was it come and learn of me? I am the Messiah filled with power to change the world. Did he say that? No. He's interested in one thing. And he's interested in one thing in us. That we would become like him. Amen, amen. He's interested in you partaking of the divine nature. Think about that. What does that mean? And, see, we got to ask ourselves, can I be so bold as to say, if you're not mourning and spiritually poor and humble, you're either such an infant in Christ that the Holy Ghost hasn't transformed you at all, or you're not saved. Because this is what the kingdom is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blessed are those. Blessed are those. That are spiritually do you think you're ever going to graduate who are you mm. what are you what is your character and your nature yes. are you like God well then you're spiritually poor or you're deceived is that clear enough That's and if that poverty doesn't affect me to where I I've got to change I've i must become something new, a new man, a new woman, a new person in God. we can got to just live the way we've always lived and say, we're okay. I'm okay when the world goes to hell. Come on. Now, the world doesn't need to see some quote-unquote great creature, great person. We've never had more in this last generation. We've had the greatest men and women of God in all the history. Think of people like Earl Roberts and Billy Graham and Ryan Hart The world needs to see men and women that have manifested the character and the nature
0: Amen. of God. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We talk about love.
2: You can't love until you've mourned <coughs> over your sin. In fact, you can't even really repent. This is wild. This is going to be an inquiry, I said, you guys are too much. Every time I see an altar call, you got three people on somebody. Are you the answer to them? What on earth are you gonna tell them that's gonna unburn their soul? Why not let God do something with somebody? What are you what are you gonna you gonna lay an empty hand on an empty hand? The Holy Ghost! Transform up. our lives. Mm-hmm. If God really puts a burden on somebody, go pray for somebody. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Who do we rely on?
1: Us or God? No,
2: that's a good word, so. Let's go and attack them. <laughs> <laughs> they need an experience God, they need a more. if he feels like a wretch, he'd better feel like a wretch, because he is a wretch. Amen. Try to unwretch him. Get on with it. Oh, I don't want you I I don't want you down. I don't want you feeling bad. You, you need a Holy Ghost transformation in your heart. Man, what the heck happened to my voice? I, I, I can't It's not going to be because I was a good preacher
0: tonight. I want you to really get this. How long will we stay the way we are and say this is Christianity? This isn't Christianity.
2: This is a bunch of infants that know that God died and sent his son to die for us. And so we're happy about it. Hallelujah. And we live the same way. First exposed to missions, I need to go out with a miracle testimony so I can get people to support my missions. What? I thought it was about that person's soul and the glory of God. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what God's interested in. His glory. And the soul. Our eyes are the Come on. You know when I when I think about Abraham and, and Lot there with Abraham. Look out at this this whole Trans Jordan plateau. And Lot chooses it. I feel like it had an aerial view of Israel. It's a beautiful green part. Abraham gets one the desert. Nobody wants. What does is, what is Abraham say? Does he complain? Why not? Why not? Yeah, you better believe it. Abraham's not going to make Abraham into anything. God is. I wonder how many of us have become meek enough to trust that God will do what only God can do with our lives instead of fighting and striving and whatever else we do try to get ahead. It doesn't have a negative word. It's just happy. Okay, I'll take this. Don't let that go over your head. What does real Christianity look like? Someone who's so humble and meek that they can defer to someone else. Think about that for a minute. Blessed for the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. if we're ready for the next one. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. Righteousness I'm washed in the blood Therefore I'm righteous And he who knew no sin Became sin for me That I could be the righteousness of God In Christ Jesus So I'm righteous No you arrogant thing You are what you really are And you are how you really live Just because the blood of the Lamb Can wash you from all sin That doesn't mean You've changed one bit. What well, if my spiritual poverty
0: is yeah. in mourning
2: and a humility in my heart, I just might start hungering and yeah. thirsting for the very righteousness of God. Yeah. That I'd be right with God, that, that all the fruit of the Spirit would be in my life. Yeah. 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 That I would, in every day, in every way, in my thoughts, and my actions, and my attitudes. An expression of God before the world, hungry and thirsting for righteousness. Wow, righteousness, righteousness, longing to be holy. Are you theologically righteous? And that's enough for you. There's a massive disconnect between me actually becoming a holy man of God and me theologically being declared washed in the blood of the Lamb. So somehow I can say, well, all of my sins are forgiven. And I'm okay. You think that's what Jesus is talking about? No. Look, there's only one or two possibilities. Either Jesus is right or the modern church is right. But they're not both right. Do you mean to tell me, Pastor, I need to actually become a holy, godly person? And that's what God expects of me.
0: Yes, it is. Yes. exactly
2: yes. what I do. And I'm going to tell you how to do it. You get a glimpse of God. You recognize your poverty, and you begin to mourn over what you are, and you allow it to so transform your heart that you become humble and meek, and you start realizing, what do I need more than anything else? I need to get right with God, and then start hungering and thirsting after righteousness. Can I tell you what the result will be? The very next. Yeah. If I'm getting right with God, what's the natural thing for me to do? To get right with That's right. Did you understand? Every one of these go together. But if you get to jump from A to B, or, or excuse me, A to D, you're going to go from one step to the next step to the next step and allow God to so transform your character that you have partaken of the divine nature. That's right. Why did Jesus live the way he lived? You're reading it because this is his motivation. This is who he is. This is what he is. He is born spirit. What he means, born spirit, he's God in the flesh. Are you joking? What does he say? I only do what I see the Father doing. I only say what I hear the Father saying. could you imagine that? God in the flesh. He's got it from God. amen. 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 Can I say that we are polar opposite? Yes. We say God, this is what I want you to bless, and if you don't do this, well, I'm going to say it to hell with it. Yeah. I've been a pastor for a long time. I can say hell in church. (laughs) And it's because most of you. Well, I better be careful. Yeah. If you don't get God to do what you want God to do for you, you're going to tell him with your lifestyle to hell with it. I'm out of here. If you don't bless me the way I want you to, if I don't get this that, or the other, if I don't get this position, or this job, or this promotion, or if the pastor doesn't recognize my gift, I'm out of here. You pathetic thing. You expect God to serve you. Are you kidding me? expects you to serve him. He will not adopt your plan ever for a single day. I don't care how excited you get about it and how much you think he needs to bless it and how he, he better come through. You better let some spiritual poverty start working in you and some mourning start working in you. And some meekness and some humility that drives you to hunger and thirst for righteousness. How long can we say, this is just the way I am and it's okay? No. No. Merciful. Merciful. When I was a kid, we picked on people
0: that were, you know, less than us. It's the natural way
2: of the world. I used to have a t-shirt, peace through superior firepower. What a a great slogan that is. We're going to just wipe you out, and therefore we'll be at peace with you.
1: How pathetic can you get? What God is looking for, listen, is people that will let him reproduce his character into them. Amen.
2: You don't get John chapter 14 until this has happened in your heart. I want you to really think about that. It's greater works. Go with greater works. Greater works. How about a changed heart? A changed life. You've gotten off the me first life. I'll never forget one time I was preaching on righteousness. Somebody actually came up to me and said, what will that do for me? (laughs) What will that do for you? You know what I said to him? Forget it. There's nothing I (laughs) can do. Forget it. You have no chance. If all it is, is what you get out of it. That's right. Holiness, overcoming sin, destroying the devil's lies in your mind will mean nothing. It's amazing. Merciful. I wonder how many of us have allowed the Holy Ghost to so work in us that we have become merciful. <coughs> you, know, so you know what that's like? Jesus. He's merciful. You know, if I talk about grace,
1: that really refers to men in their sin. You know, mercy talks about men in their misery. I wonder why we really
2: reach so few. If we can't be merciful to the miserable. But listen to me, if my spiritual poverty has affected such a mourning in my heart to where I'm humble and I'm thirsting after righteousness and it's resulted in a mercy in my life, I could actually be merciful to someone in their misery because that's what God was in me. That's, that's how he dealt with me. Partakers of the divine nature, how are you going to do it? Yield yourself one step at a time to the character and the nature, the very essence of God, what God is, how he thinks. Wow. What's the next one? Suppose we were doing that. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. How are you going to get the pure in heart? Do you, do you know what it means? Pure in heart. Purity means what? Unmixed. Unmixed. Pure at heart. Remember David and the Psalms? <laughs> Give me an undivided heart. What? Some guy got this a thousand years ago.
0: <laughs> Give me an undivided
2: heart. Mm-hmm. You, know that, you know what our problem is? We got divided hearts. Yeah, yeah that's true. It's like, James says in his epistle, salt water and fresh water do not come out of the same fountain. It's impossible. And yet in our hearts, we have love, hatred, prejudice. In our hearts, we have faith and unbelief. We have a a love for God and incredible selfishness. But we have Know
0: how you get to a pure heart you're reading it you're reading stuff by stuff by step by step. how do you get a pure undivided unmixed
2: heart right there in the word of god you start with your spiritual poverty and you realize your need for god
0: hopefully that will affect you you actually mourn over who you are, what you
2: do, and what your real sin is. You want to get free? You want to be holy? Take a good look at the awesomeness of God and your abject poverty. And you're on your way. Because mm-hmm. the amazing thing, God doesn't want you sitting there in your misery and your mourning. What good is that going to do? He wants you to move from mourning Victory, power, to purity of heart, an undivided, unmixed heart. (coughs) My gosh, this is a good word,
0: but
2: you know, purity also means cleansed, clean, a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart, oh God. A clean heart. This world is much more evil than you realize. It's much more destructive than you could ever imagine. And we say this about these Beatitudes. This is the difference between the Christian and the world. What worldly person? wants to recognize their poverty, wants to mourn over who they really are. How many of you ladies back in high school wanted to date some guy with absolutely no (laughs) self-confidence? That was Jesus. He had a God-confidence. You know who else? Paul. What did he say? In myself, there's no good thing.
0: Wait a minute. The guy that wrote that had been born again for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And administered all over the world.
2: Mm-hmm. Is, is that a theological truth? Or is Paul being real in me, in my flesh, there's nothing valuable, nothing good. It can't be that serious, preacher. Yeah, it's that serious. I look at the greatest men and women of God in the Bible, and I realize that all of us are capable of anything, from incredible failings to incredible success of obeying God. If we'd settle one issue, am I like God-conscious? instead of self-conscious, self-reliant, or God-reliant. Can I say to you, everybody that changed the world was God-reliant. Your pure Lord shall see God. Because of the condition of my voice, I'm not even going to get into it. Can I say to you, I've actually seen the glory of God. For me, it's a scary thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: I have to live by faith, but can I look you in the eye and say to you, that for me, I'm not living by faith, I'm living by reality. What God has done in me in the last 30 years, Mm -hmm. I don't have to try to believe it. Ever lie there in your bed, there's a mattress on the floor, and see the whole room, spend
0: with the glory of God, the fire of God, mm-hmm. the presence of God. I was young in shape. My heart was beating so fast, I thought I was going to die. College tennis, we used to have to run five miles a day. Yeah, I, yeah, I couldn't even run from here to the bathroom if
2: I had to. There was a time when I could run like the wind. Young and strong. My knees were in good shape. <laughs> and yet in the glory of God, I was gasping for breath. Mm. My heart was beating like I had run I had to actually say I can't take anymore. Oh. The pure heart shall see God. So how do I get a pure heart? I just told you. It might take you a decade. It might take you a year. It might take you a month. It might take you an entire life. I don't know. But I'm telling you, this is Jesus' first Genesis chapter 1 on his resume, and he's preaching to humanity face to face. It's amazing to me what's God at me? my heart. If, if,
0: if he didn't have something about the heart in this, I, I would not, I wonder about it.
2: For me, I sort of think that's got to be the final,
0: the final one, right? Get the purity of heart. My gosh, that's that's
2: twice like. That's incredible maturity.
0: Peacemakers,
2: blessed are the peacemakers. What's worth fighting over, Seriously, What's worth fighting over? The American way of life. Democracy. In the last hundred years, it's almost been a hundred years of war. But we've murdered more people in the 1900s than all
0: of human history. What are we fighting for? The United States right now has enough
2: nuclear weapons to blow up the earth. Like 25 times. What the hell are we doing? We got to go take on the Martians? (laughs) We we, we can blow up everything that's ever existed or ever will exist. And now we're getting really smart. Now we can do it with less hardware. We have this small bomb. It will blow up Asia. What's worth fighting? Hey, listen. The peacemaker, the greatest peacemaker of all time, made a whip and went into the temple and beat everybody with it. So don't you dare put your view of peace on this. You need to get hit. Come on. fight for righteousness. No, fight for the kingdom of God. And go down. It's not going down. He there's no compromise in Jesus this isn't peace at any price but it's me understanding I'm not gonna fight for anything except the kingdom of God and his righteousness God's glory the very glory of his name that's the only thing I'm gonna fight for and then I'll make peace
0: in every situation you know listen This is the last thing on earth. A bunch of Jews that were waiting for Roman destruction. Who thought they would hear? Are you kidding, Christianity? We should conquer the world and subjugate the whole world. Right? No. You should win the world by making peace with the world.
2: open air meetings in places like Russia. Defend yourself.
0: You have you as your defense. Mm.
2: Suppose you're not going to fight with anybody, not that. Who do you think? Blessed are those persecuted not because they're belligerent, not because they're intolerant, not because they have bad people skills. For righteousness' sake, see, it starts and ends with the same promise to theirs is the kingdom of heaven. to go to full maturity in God. Listen to me. You're going to have to harden your heart and reject the work of the Holy Ghost to abort this process in your life. You'll have to say, I don't want it. I want to stay the way I am. I've gone as far as I'm going to go. And listen, I run into that all the time. People want to go so far in God. And then if that doesn't look like what they're wanting, they bail. They find that kind of church. That's why it's, it's hard. And I mean, I going to churches,
0: it's almost like you can see how far they've gone. They've come to this point, and they're not even interested in going anymore.
2: If I curse you, what am I doing? I'm speaking something negative over your life. If I bless you, what am I doing? I'm speaking something positive over your life. Can I be so bold as to tell you I've discovered how to get God to say good things about me That's not what that word means. Okay, so use it if that, that, that your both. The word blessed means somebody has said something good about you.
0: Abraham blessed his son. God blessed Abraham.
2: I actually heard a conversation between my mother and my father. They hadn't talked in years. They were divorced at the time. My mother actually said, Stephen, I don't know what's the matter with the boy. He's lost his mind. He's at church with the Bible bumpers. <laughs> my family was so proud of me because I was at Texas Tech on the tennis team. So they all aspired to play good tennis. It all went <laughs> up to me. And all of a sudden I get saved. Mm-hmm. What do you think? She gave me the ultimate threat
0: for a single man living on his own. If you don't go see a psychiatrist,
2: I'm going to come and move in with you. <laughs> <laughs> the boy has lost his mind. No, the boy understood his spiritual poverty okay, you. Never began a lifelong walk <clears throat> with God okay, yeah. because I don't want to partake of the divine nature. Yes. Buster you when this is your lifestyle. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now look at your paragraph headings. Verse thirteen is that a new paragraph? No, it's not. He's not going to go- until this is what you look like. Suppose I were to say you are the salt of the earth when you're an adulterous, depressed, freaked out Christian. <clears throat> is that the salt of the earth? No, the salt of the earth is manifesting the character of God. For righteousness. They're humble. They're poor in spirit. They're mourning, not just themselves. You know, listen, when we can mourn the condition of the church in Houston, we might start revival praying in this church. Not because I'm judging another church and I'm judging a backslidden thing, but I get so stirred up on the inside. I want to see God glorified in my generation. I can't live knowing there's a God in heaven. And this is what the church is showing. I understand going home but who actually loves this one you know we put up with ours who actually love this one he he didn't want to go to the bars with us who wouldn't want to go to the bar that's the un